What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. October 20th. It is a Tuesday morning. A beautiful Tuesday morning it is here in Tennessee. It is college football weather. You can feel it in the air. It's in the 60s. And you got cold nights in the 30s and the 40s. You've got fire pits broken out. Halloween is next week. And a week from Saturday, I mean, not a week from Saturday, but a month from Saturday will be the official start of the college basketball season. All the basketball teams have started practicing. A lot of big things going on in the world of college athletics. The NBA just wrapped up. Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA championship. The Stanley Cup is over with. Baseball playoffs are down to two teams, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. It is a busy time in the world of sports. This Saturday on the 24th, we're going to have the return of the Big Ten. The Big Ten will join. It'll be the return of the Big Ten football season and the Mountain West as they both join us to play the great game of college football. So a lot going on, but you're listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at two different places. At Mitch Davis Show is the official home of the Mitch Davis Show on Twitter. And also, my personal account is Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page, The Mitch Davis Show. Also on YouTube at The Mitch Davis Show. And on Instagram by simply typing in The Mitch Davis Show. And of course, we've got our awesome, lovely website that I am so, so excited about having. You can simply find that by typing in The Mitch Davis Show dot So without further ado, let's talk a little college football action because last weekend was a busy one. You had Kentucky defeating Tennessee 34-7 in Knoxville for the first time since 1982. You had, I mean, you had Memphis coming back after being down 21 points to UCF and winning at home for the first win over UCF in a very, very long time. And then you've also had Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Georgia Tech. Alabama, man, and and Clemson are the two teams, like the last five years, six years, however long it's been, that they're the best team in the country. Those two teams are the best teams in the country. We're also going to talk about our visit to Jonesboro, Arkansas, where I went and saw an instant classic between Arkansas State and Georgia State. 59-52 final with over 1,100 yards. Talk about the Arkansas State experience. It's a very, very fun environment there in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We're also going to talk a little college basketball in today's podcast. We are basically a month away. The teams have started practicing, and there's a lot of great things going on in the world of college basketball. You are listening to the Mitch Davis Show. Very special thank you before we get started to our sponsors. There at S.Y. Wilson on historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. They are located Arlington, Tennessee. Man, you go there and they will hook you up. They've got collegiate. They've got everything you could ever dream of. There at S.Y. Wilson, the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Without further ado, let's get into a little college football talk. We're going to start off with a trip to Jonesboro, Arkansas, where I absolutely had one of the most entertaining, most fun times I've ever had at a football game. 
uh, Arkansas State and Georgia State. Arkansas State has some of the best facilities in all of college football. Their locker rooms, their indoor facility, their stadium, they're all top of the line. And they actually beat out of a lot of American SEC, uh, you know, lower tier SEC like Vanderbilt. They beat out the facilities there, and it was a very, very enjoyable time there in Jonesboro, Arkansas. If you ever get the chance, head on over to Arkansas State. They've got a beautiful stadium. Uh, it's a good product on the field. And their football budget, I actually learned this uh, doing some research from articles that I wrote. Their football budget is actually $40 million, which is uh, very, very high um, for a conference US or Sunbelt team, excuse me. For one of those group of five teams, I don't even like calling group of five, but one of those group of five teams, um, to have a budget of $40 million is actually a lot higher than a team like Memphis, who has a budget of $17.5 million. And uh, very, very impressive facilities, top of the line people. Their SIDs are all very helpful, very, uh, very, very top of the line, top notch people. The fans were awesome. The game itself was awesome. This game. I tell you what, if you weren't watching this game, you were missing out on one of the best college football games of the season. Arkansas State defeated Georgia State 59-52 to uh, in a game where Lane Hatcher threw 21 for 28 yards, 332 yards, and four touchdowns. This game had over 1,100 total yards, 1,100 total yards of total offense um, between the two schools. 111 points between the two is an incredible uh, game, incredible atmosphere. Like I said, if you've never been over to Jonesboro, Arkansas for a football game at Arkansas State, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you head on over there and check out Arkansas State. They're in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Next up on the docket, BYU in Houston. BYU defeated Houston 43-26 in a big-time win for the Cougars. Uh, this is a BYU team that I could see making – the New Year's Six Bowl realm, or even the not even out of the possibility as a playoff bird for the BYU Cougars. Uh, this is a good team. Zach Wilson leading the way at quarterback. He was 25 for 35, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Um, then you had Dax Milan with nine receptions, 184 yards, three touchdowns for the Cougars. Uh, this is a very, very, very good team. They're 5-0. and They've defeated some good opponents. They look good doing it. Um, I like this BYU team to go all the way to a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, and even possibility of making the college football playoffs as an independent uh, school. SMU and Tulane. SMU defeated Tulane 37-34. Uh, SMU improved to 5-0 on the season. They are ranked 17th in the country. Shane Piccarroll uh, threw 23 for 37. Um, 384 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Rashi Rice, seven receptions, 139 yards, one touchdown for the Mustangs. SMU's legit like they were last year. Very good team. They play Cincinnati this week as a, it's a 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN or ABC1. Uh, that's going to be a dandy of a game. If you're not doing anything this Saturday night, I would recommend watching Cincinnati and SMU as one of those teams will likely uh, be eliminated from the a or AAC uh, title hopes because you got Memphis – Nip it on the heels of both teams. <clears throat> Kentucky and Tennessee. Kentucky won 34-7. Terry Wilson, 12 for 15, 101 yards, one touchdown. Josh Ali for Kentucky, four receptions, 38 yards. Kentucky beat them on defense. They had three defensive uh, interceptions and touchdowns. 
Kentucky went into Knoxville and just completely owned the front line. Uh, they owned every aspect of this game. Big time win for Coach Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. Let's talk a little bit of Clemson and Georgia Tech before we get into the Memphis UCF Alabama Georgia game. Memphis, actually, Clemson scored 56 points in the first half. Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney are out for blood. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is 19 0 in the ACC. Clemson, the winner over Georgia Tech, 73-7. Trevor Lawrence, 24 for 32, 404 yards, five touchdowns. Amari Rogers, six receptions, 161 yards, and two touchdowns for the Clemson Tigers. This was an impressive outing by Trevor Lawrence, uh, impressive outing by Clemson. Like I said earlier in the show, when you look at Clemson and you look at Alabama, there's a very, very, it's very hard to tell who is actually the better team. I think Clemson is the better team. Uh, Alabama does play tougher competition, but I do firmly believe that these two teams are on a collision course for yet another national championship meeting in the college football playoffs. Uh, What's very interesting, I think they've met already for four, I think three or four college football champions, I think it's three uh, college football championship games. They've met in the playoffs. Uh, Dabo Sweeney went to Alabama. The storylines are so thick with these two teams. Uh, But I do really see that both of these teams are on a collision course for that college football national championship game uh, this year. Alabama and Georgia, before we get into Memphis UCF, Alabama the winner, 41-24 over Georgia. Nick Saban improves to 22-0 over his former assistant, Matt Jones, another impressive game by Matt Jones. He was 24 for 32, 417 yards, and four touchdowns. Don't tell me Alabama doesn't have a quarterback this year because I tell you what, that Matt Jones kid, he is he is a baller, shot caller. Matt Jones, baby. Najee Harris, 31 carries, 152 yards, one touchdown. You're telling me Najee Harris had 31 carries. That dude is a beast. Talked to Rodney Orr from Tider Insider um, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about the development of Najee Harris and uh, what he's been able to accomplish during the offseason. I mean, this guy is a total beast, and quite honestly, he's one of the best running backs to probably ever come out of Alabama in the Nick Saban era, which says a lot when you're talking about uh, Mark Ingram, you're talking about Trent Richardson, you're talking about Derrick Henry, uh, and that's just to name three of those guys. But Najee Harris, to me, is better than any of those guys to ever come out of Alabama. Devontae Smith for Alabama, 11 receptions, 167 yards, and two touchdowns. Alabama will face the Tennessee Volunteers next Saturday, or actually this Saturday for the third Saturday in October. I think that game is in Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't think that game will be close at all. Tennessee just does not have an answer for Alabama's defense or Alabama's offense. Alabama will win that game by at least three or four touchdowns, and it'll be another year that Tennessee will not defeat the Alabama Crimson Tide. Let's talk a little bit about this Memphis and UCF game. I'm going to tell you what. This was a big-time win for Coach Silverfield and this Memphis football program. Coach Silverfield finally uh, got the monkey off his back and defeated UCF, uh, something that Justin Fuente and Mike Norvell have not been able to do or were not able to do in their times at Memphis. Uh, Brady White 
Another incredible, incredible game from Brady White. 34 for 50, 486 yards, six touchdowns for my boy Brady White. Dylan Gabriel for UCF, 35 for 49, 601 yards, five touchdowns. This was a game of highfalutin offense. I mean, this was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Clark, Drake Clark from Memphis, 21 carries, 112 yards, zero touchdowns. His longest run was a 29-yard run in the second half. Calvin Austin the third from Memphis, nine receptions, 151 yards, two touchdowns. That dude was a major, major, major game changer for the Tigers. Memphis was, found themselves down by 21 points early on uh, at halftime, and they really just clawed back. They never gave up. Coach Schilfield talked about that in his post-game press conference. He saw a couple guys sulking around on the on the sidelines. Coach Schofield and Brady White, Calvin Austin went over to him and said, hey, we're not out of this yet. We're not out of this yet. The Tigers kept on fighting, and they've got the win, 50-49 to over the UCF Knights. Louisville and Notre Dame, Louisville, Lost to Notre Dame in South Bend, 12-7 and ugly. Just, just I, there's really no words to put that. Other than it was just ugly, ugly, ugly game. Ugly, 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 ugly game. So jumping over to week eight, we've got the Big Ten in the Mountain West joining us. Friday night, you can have your first Big Ten game, Illinois and Wisconsin. Illinois will travel to Madison, Wisconsin, to Camp Randall Stadium. There in Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a 20-point favorite. Syracuse and Clemson. Clemson is a 45-and-a-half-point favorite over the Syracuse Orange. And that game will be played in Clemson, South Carolina, Memorial Stadium, and Clemson. Nebraska and Ohio State. This game is actually going to be pretty interesting to me. Ohio State's a 26-point favorite, but I think that that is way too high. You're not really giving credit to a Scott Frost coach team. Scott Frost is a tremendous coach. I know this game is in Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio Stadium. Uh, I like Ohio State in this matchup, but I do like Nebraska to cover that spread and to play a lot closer than that spread says. North Carolina State and North Carolina. North Carolina is a 17-point favorite. Game will be played in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Rivalry game, uh, like the Tar Heels in that one. Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas is just bad. They are bad. Kansas State is a 19.5-point favorite. Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina on Saturday. Coastal ranked for the first time in school history. The 6.5-point favorite over Georgia Southern. Florida Atlantic and Marshall. Marshall's a 16.5-point favorite. I've seen things on Twitter where if Marshall wins, I'm pretty sure they clinch the East Division in the Conference USA. Then you've got Alabama, Tennessee. Alabama is a 21-point favorite in Knoxville, Tennessee in Neyland Stadium. Uh, there's really not much you can say about that game. Notre Dame and Pitt. Notre Dame is a 10.5-point favorite. This game's going to be played in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then you got Iowa State, Oklahoma State at 2.30. Look forward to Oklahoma State as a 3.5-point favorite. I like Iowa State in that game. That, that is a trap game for Oklahoma State. Then you've got Penn State in Indiana. They're in Bloomington, Indiana at Memorial Stadium. Uh, Penn State is only a 6.5-point favorite. Tell you what, this Indiana team... Is a very, very, very good football team. I like for an upset to happen there in Bloomington, Indiana. Then you've got Minnesota and Michigan. They're in Minneapolis at TVC Bank Stadium. Uh, another big game within the Big Ten. And then the game of the day for me, 
is going to be the Cincinnati Bearcats traveling to Dallas, Texas to take on the SMU Mustangs. Uh, Cincinnati's got a tough two-game stretch here. They've got SMU on the road before hosting the University of Memphis next Saturday in Cincinnati. SMU, as of right now, they opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a big-time game in the American Athletic Conference, and a lot of people like to hate on the AAC, but I tell you what, this is a legit conference with legit teams that could easily compete at a lot of the higher-level entities across the country. <clears throat> so jumping ship a little bit, we're going to talk just a quick, brief talk about college basketball, what I expect out of the year. And then we're going to wrap it up. Hopefully we'll have a Coaches Friday uh, podcast this Friday, working on a couple coaches in the college basketball world to talk to us about their teams. Uh, college basketball will start a month from Sunday on, it's going to be November 25th. That day is going to be a day full of college basketball. I'm looking forward to hopefully, hopefully, COVID and all that permitting to be in an Oxford, Mississippi to see the Ole Miss bubble, per se. Uh, if that does work out, we'll do podcasts, live shows, and all these other great things down there in Oxford, Mississippi. We talked to Kermit Davis a couple weeks ago, and he confirmed that Ole Miss was going to be hosting a bubble-type situation there in Oxford, Mississippi, and uh, that should be a really, really fun time. A couple things I'm looking out for as the teams start practicing I want to see what Luca Garza can do this year. This guy, we had him on the podcast last year, uh, reigning player of the year candidate uh, and winner. This guy is a complete beast. I want to see what Luca Garza can do in his senior season there at Iowa. Uh, I look forward to watching a lot of these teams. Um, when you look at Creighton, I look forward to watching Creighton. I look forward to seeing what San Diego State can do this year. Uh, Mitch Baylock for, uh, for Creighton. Baylock is mostly known for his three-point shooting, his, but he led the Big East last season in the assist-to-turnover ratio with a 3.39 rate, and that was good enough for fifth in the nation. I want to see what Creighton can do because I really do believe that Creighton is the team that will dethrone the Villanova Wildcats uh, this season in the Big East. Then you've got the Tennessee Volunteers. Is this the year that Tennessee finally breaks through and – Maybe gets to an Elite Eight. Maybe gets to a Final Four. Uh, this is going to be the year for Tennessee to do it. They have the team to do it. They have the they have the depth. They have the talent. Um, but the thing about it is, for whatever reason, Tennessee just can't get over that hump and get into a Final Four. But this is Tennessee's best shot at doing it. I mean, when you look at their when you look at their team, I mean, they've got John Fulkerson back. They, I mean, this team is, they got Jan's Pons back, Yuris Plastics back, Keon Johnson. I mean, all these guys, EJ Anasaki, uh, I mean, this is a very, very, Devontae Gaines is back, Drew, Drew Pember, Josiah James, John Fulkerson, Jaden Springer. This is a team that's going to be tough. Rick Barnes is always a very good coach. I want to see what Tennessee can do this season. Uh, if Tennessee is to make the Final Fours at some time in my lifetime. This is going to be the year to do it. Now, Kentucky, jumping over to Kentucky, because you can't talk college basketball without Kentucky. Kentucky basically lives and dies with how the SEC and the NCAA are going to rule on Oliver Sar. If Kentucky is without Sar, they are a Sweet 16, I would say Sweet 16, Elite 8, maybe, maybe. 
type team. With SAR, they're a Final Four National Championship team. SAR transferred in from Wake Forest uh, when Steve Forbes took over there for the Demon Deacons. There has been some confusion within the SEC, uh, Greg Sankey and all of them about the transfer. Uh, SAR has not been ruled eligible as of 9:42 on October the 20th, but that could change later this season. I want to see what Arizona Wildcats can do. They brought in Jamel Baker from Kentucky last season. He transferred in. I want to see what the Arizona Wildcats can do. Right now, Lindy's has them at a round of 32 uh, team. Indiana Hoosiers, this is a team that I don't really know much about. Nobody really knows much about IU. But I tell you what, fans in Bloomington are starting to get restless um, because they they haven't they haven't made the NCAA tournament. Archie Miller hasn't done anything in his three seasons. He's in Dunnington. He was a very highly sought-after coach at Dayton. And since he got in Indiana, he hasn't done anything. He was 20 for uh, 12 last season. Big Ten record 9-11. So he had a losing record in the Big Ten, tied for 10. I, I really don't have the words for Indiana because this is a program that has fallen completely off the face of the map. Uh, I do feel bad for Indiana fans. But looking at the roster, I, I just don't see them really doing much this season. Uh, they don't really have a whole lot of scoring opportunities. Uh, they just, they're just not a good basketball team. And I think you're really starting to see the recruiting side of things um, take a downward slide because they really haven't done much in, the, in college basketball, in the NCAA tournament within the last five years. And if you want to be honest, they probably should have kept uh, Tom Cream around instead of getting rid of him, and then he went down to Georgia. Uh, Tom Crean, although he was kind of weird and kind of creepy out, um, you know, he was still a very, very good college basketball coach and with a proven track record, you know. And I, I, I just don't see this Indiana team doing much. Now, jumping over to the ACC, the ACC is going to be fun this year. Looking at the ACC, man, they are loaded, loaded. This year, Boston College, I expect them to be probably last place in the ACC like they were last year. The Duke Blue Devils, uh, their number preseason number nine, they got Wendell Moore back. Uh, Jalen Johnson's coming in. Joey Baker, Mark Williams, Matthew Hurt. That guy is actually, I'm looking forward to seeing what Matthew Hurt can do this season. He's a 6'9 sophomore. Um, he averaged 9.7 points a game last year, 3.8 rebounds. I'm excited to see Henry Coleman the third play for the Duke Blue Devils. Florida State. Florida State's going to be good again this year. Georgia Tech. I expect them to be in the NCAA tournament. I, I know that's asking a bunch out of a Josh Bassler coach team, but I expect a lot more out of this Georgia Tech team. Louisville Cardinals and Chris Mack. They're an NCAA tournament team, but not a deep run team. They're not set up to make a deep run this season. North Carolina, I think that they make the return back to the NCAA tournament. When you start looking down their roster, Garrison Brooks, Anthony Harris is a freshman. They've got a lot of upperclassmen as well. And they've also, uh, Garrison Brooks is a senior, Sterling Manley is a senior, and then you've got Armando Basquiat, R.J. Davis is coming in as a freshman, Andrew Plantick. Um, this is a team that I expect to make the NCAA tournament. And if not, fans could start turning against Roy Williams um, 
just because they're you know they're North Carolina and they expect to be in the NCAA tournament each and every year and competing for a national championship. But I'm going to stop it there. I'm going to put a pin in that and wait till Friday till we can have a coach on the podcast. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm Mitch Davis, your host. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, or at Mitch Davis Show on Facebook at the Mitch Davis Show and on Instagram, the Mitch Davis Show. Also, you can send me an email at themitchdavisshow at aol.com. And also, be sure you head on over to the website at themitchdavisshow.com. Or if you're a Memphis fan and you want to read my Memphis work, you can head over to tigersportsreport.com to read all of your Memphis information there that Brian Moss and I put out. I want to give a very special thank you to S.Y. Wilson before we close today's show for being the title sponsor of the podcast. Be sure you head on over to S.Y. Wilson. They are located on the historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. They will get you hooked up if you tell them that Mitch Davis sent you. And until Friday, I hope each and every one of you has a beautiful, amazing week. Enjoy some college football this week. Enjoy some college basketball in a month. It'll be here before you know it. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and have an amazing week.